0: Welcome back to Sleeved and Spiritual Podcast. This is the last episode of the three episodes that I am doing to kind of give you a glimpse of the program that I'm launching in early 2023 that's going to include human design, coaching, and breathwork. So, Episode seven of season two was human design. Last week's episode was breath work. And this episode is coaching. So I coached someone who is anonymous and, um, it is kind of a big deal for me to, uh, I have their permission obviously, but it's a kind of a big deal for me. It's very, um, vulnerable to, be able to show my coaching style and kind of listening to it back I wanted to be like oh I would change this or oh I would change this because we're all our worst critics and I'm not going to do that I obviously I I'm not going to go like re-record a session because there's things that I would change um and normally there would be more than one session and um, but I wanted to just give a glimpse of w- what a coaching session with me can kind of look like, especially because um, for those that who have never had coaching before, uh, it can be different than, not it can be, it is different than talk therapy. So I wanted to kind of give a glimpse into one, what coaching is and two, what my style of coaching can be. Um, so in this program, that name is pending, in this program that's coming out, um, it's going to have the opportunity for one-on-one coaching, but there will be monthly group coaching calls. So uh, you you can have the opportunity to send in a question anonymously, or you can be on the live and you can not have your camera on or whatever, and it can still be anonymous and you can get coaching that way. But I wanted the program to be like an easy self-paced digestible way for you to learn more about yourself with human design, integrate it with breath work. And if stuff comes up for you that you want some guidance on, that's would would be where the coaching comes through. So that is the program that's going to be coming out. I just need to like iron out the details and stuff, but This specific coaching session with my client is she's about to become a new mom and she wants to make sure that she does not lose herself in the mom identity. And although being a mom is a a specific role, this episode is not just for people who are moms, not just for pregnant people, not just for women. She has so many issues that people She does not have so many issues, but a lot of the problems that she brings up or issues that she brings up that she struggles with are things that so many of us have struggled with at one point in our lives, mental health, trying not to be selfish, not not wanting to bother people because it seems like we are being too much, um, not wanting to put our burden on people and... It's just, we talk about a lot and uh, I coach her through some helpful ways of how to kind of deal with what she is going through in a realistic way. So, uh, and mind you, once again, this is just one session. So coaching is normally a, a, a multiple sessions. So this is just one session, but I just wanted to give you a glimpse into that And if you like my style of coaching, if you like this kind of episode, let me know, Uh, message me and we will um, schedule a time for us to get together. And if you want to hear more about it, about the program, follow me on Instagram, Sleeved and Spiritual. And I think next week is going to be the finale, but I, I don't want to say next week I'm going to take a break and then I think I'm going to do the finale of season two going to be like actually what this program is about to be about. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But anyways, enjoy this episode. It's not just for moms. It's not just for women. It's for everybody. Let me know if you like it. And without further ado, here you go. Hello and welcome to Sleeved and Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Cecily Searles. This podcast is all about the relatable journey with me. I will be talking about everything from having gastric sleeve surgery to spirituality to being a mom and everything in between. Follow along for some fun, vulnerability, and hopefully some inspiration and information you never knew you needed. Let's get started. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this. First of all, you are somebody that has done some of my breath work before. So you kind of know what breath work entails, but you've never done coaching. Have you, have you ever had any coaching before?
1: No, I do therapy. uh, Okay. But it's, it's different. I've done the breath work. I've done working on myself and journaling but never a coaching session so this is my first time
0: okay perfect do you know what the difference is between coaching and therapy uh
1: not really I have an idea uh but if you would like to explain it to me I would really appreciate
0: it okay so coaching is more of asking questions. I'm, I'm here to coach you to find the answers that are already in you already inside of yourself. So you, we all have all of this knowledge within us and know what's best for us, but we kind of get clouded with everything else that's around us. Whereas Mm -hmm. therapy is more, um, listening to what you are going through and giving you guidance and advice to help you go through what you're going through. Whereas coaching kind of
1: brings it asks out. You,
0: asks you questions. Yeah. So I'm not going to be giving you any unsolicited advice. So I'm if I, if I do give you any advice, it would be, um, like options for you to do for yourself but it wouldn't be like this is what i think you should do kind of
1: okay thing. so it would be so more we, like a support for exactly. my okay
0: yes kind of like bouncing off your mind off of someone else so that you could kind of get your ideas in your head in one like cohesive thought kind of thing okay um So we talked before this because I wanted you to know like how it is going to kind of go just because we're doing one session. Uh, So I wanted to know what you wanted to focus on. So if you want to talk about that uh, a little bit.
1: So, yeah, I would like to focus. So I'm about to become a mother the first time and I would like to focus on... Transitioning in being me, and to become a mother without like losing myself. So the um, this past year, especially, I've been working a lot on my mental health and on being like conscious of who I am, all all of my needs, uh, what can I give to other people, and uh, When I found out uh, that I was pregnant, uh, with the happiness that came with it, I was also really scared of losing all of that, um, Mm -hmm. of losing all the progress that I've done for myself as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that, uh, especially because, as I said, it's my first time and it's unknown. Uh, I don't know what am I gonna feel, and I can't know what am I going to feel um as soon as I become a mother. Uh, mm-hmm. but I want to be prepared to hold on to myself and to hold on into my my needs and be aware of what I want for.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: me as a person other than a mother and with doing that I also want to be a good mother Uh, I'm about to have a girl and that was very special for me um, because I want to help her into being the girl I wasn't a couple of years ago uh, but at the same time, I don't want to be uh, to put on her some expectation and be that person that just think that she needs to be in that way. And mm-hmm. I want her to develop her own personality while being a good guidance. So I'm also trying to learn how to find that balance in me.
0: Beautiful. Well, first off, I just want to say that all of your, your fears and anything that you're feeling, the happiness, the confusion, and the unknown, that's all completely normal, completely normal, Mm -hmm. especially because it's something that you've never done before, you know, Um, and you're never going to know until you're actually in that. You could read all of the books, you could listen to me, tell you what it was like for me. You could listen to your mom. You could listen to everybody, but you're never going to know until you're actually in it. But the great thing about doing this and, and coaching or, or focusing on yourself is that you can, you get to prepare yourself mentally for as much as you can. So what's your relationship like, like when you think of how you want to mother were you mothered that way
1: no um i my mom um i have a good relationship with my mom uh but she um put some of my of the problems she had uh, in her marriage at the beginning uh, on me, and also she is a very independent woman. But especially when I was little, I felt lonely. Um, I felt that he didn't have a guidance, and she is really focused on her job. Um, she is still with my father uh, after 40 years. Um, mm-hmm. But she is very bitter sometimes with life. And she put that on me a lot. And that created a lot of anxiety in me and the need of being feel of the need of asking other people to love me. Um, Mm, I understand like now that uh, sometimes she wasn't really present in my life uh, and that it's really hard for her to face like big topics. I would say one is me having my periods uh, somebody else told me what was what the period was. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I was got, that a, was that a culture thing, or was that because she just wasn't uh, available to for that?
1: Uh, both. It's not like that. She wasn't available. She doesn't know how to say. Uh, topics that are not easy that could be period sex uh a boyfriend that cheats on me um
0: like more serious conversation
1: exactly i was always perfect i was always marred uh the all all the other people always wrong But at the same time, when I needed to just talk or to like know the reality of the fact, she wasn't able to. And she is still not able to do that, even if I'm older now. Okay. And are you
0: an only child? No, you have a sister, right?
1: I have a sister, yeah. And I would say this kind of parenting is worse on my sister than on me and I'm the oldest sister
0: okay
1: uh, okay so yeah you're gonna yeah. see me
0: writing I'm just taking notes so okay I'm not like no absolutely I texting expect- anybody I'm <laughs> taking notes with you okay
1: I'm expecting you to take some notes <laughs> <laughs> um
0: okay so how is your relationship with your dad?
1: Um, we are very close. Um, we, he, I could tell I'm his favorite, it's not nice to say, but you can see okay. I am the favorite child. Um, I look like his mom a lot. Um, okay, so he was very close with his mom, but. Uh, he's a person again that he's very very sensitive and he i'm happy to have him as a dad because i'm used to see a man cry or a man saying uh i'm tired uh which is Mm -hmm. especially for like the age that my dad is it's not like usual
0: um
1: Mm -hmm. it's not like the tough man um but he, he he can't again he can't face um, difficult topics with me like that, for example or okay. he can't tell me I disappoint him or one of the worst thing uh, that that I remember um, one of my I had a friend that lived. Um, In another part of my country. And Mm -hmm. so I would just see her during summer. And I didn't see her for a couple of summers. And she wouldn't answer me. And she was dead. And I didn't know for two years. And she was found dead in an hotel bathroom and nobody knows how she died and but my parents knew and no one told me for years and I kept telling them why this person is not texting because they knew her family why why I don't know and then somebody came to visit and I was like oh you you were that girlfriend I'm so sorry I was like why you're sorry and my dad was like in the back like doing gesture to just shut up um yeah um it 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 still hurts me um same for like when my grandpa died I didn't know for an entire day uh Mm -hmm. and my dad couldn't tell me and when i got home from school i was like but where is mom Uh, i've been calling her Uh, my mom work so in the Mm -hmm. morning she would go to work i wasn't expecting to see her at home but after lunch um for the top she has she was usually home or at least answering Mm -hmm. to my phone calls she was like Mm -hmm. oh grandpa was it's not feeling well but he was already dead. So I called my mm. mom and I was like, what's wrong with grandpa? And she was like, he's dead. Mm. So, um, Again, now he has a hard time. Uh, when I tell him I'm mad, I'm upset. He can't see me in pain. Okay. Uh, differently than my mom that I think is more her. That doesn't know how to handle some kind of topic, really. he uh, physically can't stand to see me sad. too painful. Because for him. he loves you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know it's a uh, defense mechanism that he mm-hmm. has because he really loves me. But yes. Um,
0: and sometimes, sometimes people's ways that they love isn't the best for us but yeah it can be a little mm, I'm not saying it's an excuse but um a little relieving to know that like they're just doing the best with what they have like I do you know their relationship with their parents did were they parented the same way that they parented you? Um, um
1: I think so, yes. Uh, um, I think so. Um Yeah.
0: That, I mean that would make sense that they're just
1: yeah, doing they do. what
0: they know. They're parenting the way that they know. Yeah. And that's why. there's just why certain I'm things like, that you don't talk about.
1: Um, like I don't know how I could handle those things to be specific in a better way. For example, I always wonder like, what what would I do? Uh, If my daughter is 13, 14 and her friend is found dead mysteriously in an hotel room, what do I tell her?
0: How do I tell her this? Um, what what is your first re put yourself in that situation so imagine your daughter is you essentially what what's your first go-to thing knowing that you don't want to repeat what your parents did what would be your first reaction
1: I would um, tell her definitely um and sit down and be like I have to tell you something um and if she cries if she needs time i want to be there for her so i want to make sure i give her the emotional support she needs in those situations and teach her how to transform those feelings and to be able to grieve and mm-hmm. um, validate our emotions so it's okay to be sad uh that's what i wanted um beautiful that that's what i think i would have liked that happened so you
0: do know you do know what you would do yeah but
1: would i do that um now it's just like you know so rational i don't know her mm-hmm. i uh i love her but i think it just changed so much as soon as you hold her and would it be yeah. the same um yeah so it's scary of course
0: it's scary yes uh, and you're you're so you're so um like valid in, in thinking it's scary. It is fucking scary. You're having you're bringing a human into the world, you know?
1: Yeah. uh, I am
0: Uh, scary. Yeah. But it's, it's also something that gets to be uh, an adventure also, you know, you, you're getting to mold this beautiful soul, not into What you weren't, or fix anything that you didn't have, but you get to start from scratch and get to give her from the start things that she can use in a positive way rather than fixing things that needed to be fixed. You know, you're not working from backwards, you're just working from a blank slate. So anything that you want to have she that you want her to have in life love and support and an open and honest conversation you just start her life off by that you know
1: yeah and and that's beautiful uh but how do I not mess up and I think this everybody as soon as they found out I hope think like how do I not mess that up it's so easy you see all these people with so many traumas and all of the baggage that they bring and when they're adults and you are just like I don't want to do that and Mm -hmm. also like nowadays um there are so many issues that are brought up uh, I think uh, for where I'm from uh, it wasn't so common to be surrounded by other um, different people or in general that could be like a different country or different, uh, that you love a different person than your other sex, Uh, you're just not, it's not very common now it is Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm so happy for her to be able to experience that uh, in a way that can become natural Mm -hmm. in a way that um is just like natural that there's just love and that's it i don't have to uh, explain to you anything else which you shouldn't but I'm just, you're, she's just gonna know love and that makes me happy. So, yes. um, but at the same time, like there are also other people that wanna take that from us and there's social, there are social medias, which is something that scares me a lot. Um, how do you handle all of that? How do you protect her from all the negative things that could um, happen to her on her phone?
0: Yeah. Those are all valid fears. And I, I mean, I have a six and four year old, as you know, so I think of those too. But you will make yourself go crazy if you think that far into the future of, of, of the fears of what can go wrong and this is not part of coaching but this is just a like spoiler alert you're going to mess up you're just going to because there's no such thing as a perfect parent oh yeah I'm but not but what you get it. to do yeah but what you get to do is you get to make the decision to do better next time okay so yeah that makes sense when you are, when you when you think of these fears that come up for you, what, what is the conversation in your head? Like, how do you calm yourself down in those situations? That I can't,
1: um, foresee the future and shit is going to happen and it's just going to happen that I can't prevent
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: that when the moments arrive I am just like mentally uh, strong enough and brave enough to face the problems and to be there for my kids yeah Um, that's that's what I think but there's another part of me that is scared, which...
0: Of course. um, I
1: am a person that is... Sorry. No, it's okay. Keep going. Keep going. I'm a person that has a lot of anxiety. Um, I'm better now, but I tend to plan everything around me so I have the minimum risk of any mistake. So... I have to have everything ready, perfectly in order, which um, I luckily I, I'm stopping doing that. I am trying to live day by day more and enjoy all the little adventures the life gives us. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so at the same time, I'm also trying to um take uh be better uh handle my anxiety and not transfer it to the to my future kid Mm -hmm. Um, because I know for example I'm anxious because my mom is really anxious my dad is really Mm -hmm. anxious too so I've grown up I've grown up in that atmosphere and that's yes. how I know to handle things.
0: Yes. I love that you said um, you're learning how to take things day by day. Does that help mm-hmm. you with your anxiety a lot? Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And
1: also I'm learning to say no. Mm. It, it was so hard for me to say no for the longest time. So mm-hmm. uh to setting my boundaries um and that that is why I don't want to go back there and mm-hmm. I'm scared that becoming a mom will like bring that anxiety back and make me what I was again and I don't want to yeah. go back there uh, yeah so it's scary
0: that yeah of course so you have, you have the tools to help you with your anxiety right now. And you're doing better with putting yourself first and your mental health first. And that's beautiful. And you feel supported in your marriage.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, My husband, it has been great. Uh, he listens to me. Um, it is very... Uh, present in my life Um, I feel free to tell him everything that goes through my head even if I know it's like dumb Um, like I'm scared that this stupid thing is going to happen I am just happy I can just say it and like if I say it out loud I hear it myself and I like my brain process it like okay this is dumb Why are you even thinking about that? So it's nice. I have that relationship with him. I I really appreciate
0: what we have. Good. So you have the support of your husband. You have the support of yourself. There's going to be a time, obviously, because you are bringing this new human and they're going to be completely dependent on you. Yeah. For, for a good amount of time at the very beginning. I was just going to say, do you feel like obviously maybe not at the very, very beginning, but even, even, uh, even at the beginning. Yeah. Do you feel like you're able to ask the people around you for help?
1: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Yes. And no, though. Uh, my mom works and she works every day every morning except in the summer for the kind of job she has so at the very beginning she might be able to help but knowing her um, she is already setting her boundaries into being a grandma she helps me uh (laughs) she brings me food at the beginning I wasn't feeling well she always brought me food mm-hmm. she would come to my house but not every time I would ask her which it's okay because she's tired too and she has her life too but mm-hmm. um, so she's not a kind of mom that pampered me um,
0: mm-hmm. all
1: the time and yes yeah, My husband is going to be there. I know uh, I don't have to do it all by myself. We're going to be parents. So it's not because I'm carrying the baby. Uh, I'm the only one responsible for it. Yeah. Uh, And the other thing, uh, my husband's family doesn't live nearby us. So I don't expect... I just have to rely on my side of the family and
0: mm-hmm.
1: my best friend is having a baby two months after me so she's she's gonna take care of her baby uh, yes so I feel like at the very beginning it'll be me and Adam and my mm-hmm. parents uh not like constantly though
0: yeah I mean, that's, that's very typical. Um, but in those moments, uh, the, the things that help you with your anxiety, becoming present and grounding yourself and taking time, even just to breathe for five minutes. Um, do you think that those are things that you could do in the moments that you're feeling overwhelmed to kind of keep you sane a little bit to keep you back into yourself where you feel like you're not losing yourself?
1: I don't know and that what scares me I don't know I don't know um, if I'm going to be able to um, distrust other people and be like okay I'm going to leave the baby to you and I'm just going to sleep. I don't know if I'm just going to be able to for how I am. It's hard for me to uh, delegate, would you say that?
0: hmm
1: yeah. Uh, other people of my responsibilities.
0: What would happen if you ended up not delegating? I would just be like
1: a mass probably it would just
0: be a mess. yeah do you crazy. think that yeah do you think that's sustainable no no so what is something that you think you could do to help you with that delegation struggle mm-hmm. that you're in right now
1: slowly Fading into it so not doing all at once maybe and gain trust Uh, i'm a i'm a person that needs to uh, like little slowly trust people around her Uh, and it's not a hundred percent immediately but if i do it's there uh it's not easy but if i trust you i trust you yeah Um, yeah Even if you screw up sometimes, I still trust you. Like I have, I'm very, um, it's hard for me to trust someone, but at the same time, it's not easy to lose that trust for people. So Mm. I think, yeah, like if you messed up once, I'm not gonna there I know people that if you messed up once you're out of their life, depending on the level of messing up, of course, like if you throw my baby from on the floor, of course, I'm not gonna trust you <laughs> anymore uh, but um, if you make a mistake, everybody makes mistakes. I'm not gonna stop trusting you because you had a moment um, where you screwed up. So,
0: um, I mean, that it sounds scary. right now, it sounds right now, like you have pretty good awareness to your boundaries with the baby and she's not even here yet. So that's great.
1: Yeah. Um, but I'm scared to lose it all as soon as it be her and
0: that you're scared to lose your boundaries or yeah,
1: to lose my I... boundaries, to lose, uh, oh what i know about myself i'm gonna learn new things and i'm excited for that Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm gonna see other sides of me um and i'm very excited but um i i've seen a lot of people that are around me have completely lost themselves when they became a mother Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. They are just that. And I think it's beautiful to invest yourself as a mom so much. But I also think it's important to be to keep that part of you that makes you. And it's important. For also to be an example
0: for mm-hmm. your
1: kids, and yeah, I've seen a lot of my friends completely losing themselves as soon as they have a baby, and some of them look are really sad, and um, it's tough as a friend for me to see my uh, the people that I love doing that themselves.
0: So unfortunately, I mean, that is like, so, so common. And I think that, that some people do live themselves forever. Uh, obviously, I think that, that, that that's, you know, some people just take on the mom identity and that's not a good or a bad thing, but sometimes that, that, that is just what people strive to be and, or, and sometimes it's not what they strive to be, but that's just their identity that they take on. And then that's all that they want. Some people have resentment because of it, but it sounds like to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just like repeating what I'm hearing. It sounds like to me, you want to make sure that you are a great mom but that you don't lose your sense of self because you don't want to resent, be one of those moms that end up resenting that identity that you're just a mom.
1: Oh, exactly. I don't want to uh, see uh, me becoming a mom in a bitter way.
0: Totally. Uh,
1: I see a lot of people like, but yes, I had my kid, but I couldn't do this and that and that and that kind of ruins everything. And I think, I don't know if it is like this or if it's just like my opinion, I think you kind of transmit that on the baby. So yes, I love you, but you also took that away from me. And that kind of resentment could hurt hurt people.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of people have mom issues because of that exact reason. So one thing that I like to do is when you notice these feelings that are coming up, sometimes I have my clients do like a, uh, like a diary which since mm-hmm. this is just one session you can totally do this but um I would have you do a diary where when these thoughts come up you write down what happened to make that thought come up so like for example let's just say we're we're talking about you having the baby and then you start to feel resentment so say you we're supposed to have a lunch and the baby was supposed to have a sitter and then the sitter fell through and you can't make the lunch anymore. And you start to feel this resentment. Start to write down these resentment, like what triggered the resentment and what you do after that. Like obviously we can't do that now because you, the baby's not here, but you can do this with, with anything. So, um, if you're feeling anger and that is like a common theme in you, like what triggered the anger and what do you do after the anger? Um, and you could do this with literally anything in your life. So if you have problems with your work life, if anything, anything that you want to change to try and figure out what's the common theme or where it's coming from. Once you start to look back at it, then you can remember those thoughts. And when they come online, so those resentment thoughts that are coming online, hypothetically, if this happens with your baby, you can have it be like a, like a light bulb that turns on every time those lights come every time, those feelings come on. So immediately like, oh fuck, I'm feeling resentment right now towards my baby. I don't want her to feel that from me. So I'm going to do this instead. Okay.
1: It's hard for me to write things down.
0: Yeah. Okay. Writing is, is my thing. Writing is my thing. So if that's not a good thing for you, you can, what are things do you like to do? Like, I, I like
1: riding. It's hard in a sense of um, heavy for me. Uh, it really puts me in front of my emotion. And so it's. I should learn to do that because I've learned that going out of my comfort zone, especially in these um, cases where I need to bring something up in me and to just face it, Um, it helps but Mm -hmm. writing is the artist thing I always cry I always um, face something and it's scary so I'll have to but I want to learn how to be able to manage that and be like yes I'm gonna feel like crap but I need this um, to feel better do you
0: think that crying is a bad thing?
1: No. No. Okay.
0: Sometimes I know like I need to cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean and and you know you just said it so you know that sometimes you have to feel the really ugly stuff to get on the other side of it, right? So yeah. and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, but um writing down or using a voice note in your phone or, um, I mean, I recommend for you to do the writing down only because you just said it was hard for you and you know that it's good for you on the other side. That's the only reason why I think that that would be a good idea, but you can, you can come up with a system for yourself and, and no, figure out I
1: think writing. It's perfect
0: yeah <laughs> and
1: okay. uh, for example last year for my birthday I gave myself as a present a breath session bread work session with you and mm. that was great because it was out of my comfort zone uh, with people that I don't know and I was I exposed my feelings to everyone and I remember feeling so good coming home and being just like um, a weight was lifted from me uh, and I was so happy like I'm not saying it because I'm talking to you it's real Um, it it was my gift for myself and I was like I need this so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do it and I think writing would have the same impact on me. Uh, it would just have to be things that I do with uh, more every day or every other day mm-hmm. or when I need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'll have to... Uh, I think though that every day gets easier in this way
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you put yeah. it in your routine. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. It. I mean, it is because then it becomes a habit. But um, back to the like the making it become like turning on a light bulb. You can then change your response to what you do after instead of hypothetically putting it on your baby or putting it onto your spouse or whatever, you can make the decision like, okay, I know that this is coming on. I'm going to do X, Y, Z instead. So you can take the time to do breath work or take the time to go and journal or take the time to go for a walk or you know, whatever makes you feel good in that moment. And obviously there's going to be times where you only have a minute to take a break or you only have a half an hour or you can make a future plan to do something. And the more that you, and and you know this to be true now, because you just said it, is that the more that you take time for yourself, you feel better about everything. So if you take the time to, uh, let go of the resentment that you might be feeling and focus on yourself. And, and, and I know that this is a really hard part for moms, but also just for people that are people pleasers. It that's not just moms, um, feeling and taking time for yourself can feel very selfish. Yeah. And And that's what I'm scared of as well. Yes, yes. So how can we flip that where it's not selfish, but selfless when you're taking time for yourself?
1: Well, I think I will have to see it that I'm also helping the baby in this way by being a better mom and taking care of my mental health. Uh, i'll just have to see that this is also an important part of being a mom and be aware of when i'm tired when i'm sad when i feel resentment and just understand that that is something that that I need to do for the baby and for my family in general. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because then, I mean, she's not going to be a baby forever. She's going to grow up seeing, Oh, well, mom, mom is taking time for herself and she, or maybe, maybe she sees you get mad one day. And then when you apologize for getting mad and then you tell her, Later on, like, I just needed a break. And then you take that break. She sees that you did what you knew that you needed to do to counteract whatever it was. And then your spouse sees you taking those steps. and everything kind of follows suits with how you are. You have to you have to put on your mask before you put on others because if you're not, everybody else around suffers. And a exactly. lot of people see that as selfish and it's it's actually the biggest selfless thing that you could do. Obviously there's ways of being selfish or else it wouldn't be a, a word. A thing, but yeah. taking care of your mental health is never selfish.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I know that now uh, because I, I am like, I have to take care of me mostly Mm -hmm. Um, my family yes but my husband is an adult and he can take care of himself Uh, so I'm like how do I make that happen when I also have to take care of another soul another human being Mm -hmm. am Mm -hmm. I gonna be able to just do that am I gonna feel like I'm a bad mother am I going to be a bad mother where do I know the limits uh, of taking time and become selfish? Would I be able to understand that? So all of these things go through my head. And I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people struggle with that. And that's why a lot of people tend to just focus on being just a mom because it seems and like the common and most easy thing to do even if it's not easy at all it's actually mm-hmm. really hard
0: yeah uh, so there everything has to have balance right so there's going to be yeah. times where where maybe you do need or it could benefit you to take care of yourself in that moment but you need to take care of the baby first there's there's I'm not going to lie to you there's going to be times that that happens but there's also going to be times where you know and you know because you are self-aware enough where you know when it's coming to um I don't want to say do or die moment but it's coming to the point where you are going to have a breakdown yeah i know that's going to happen you you know and and when you start to have glimpses of that coming up, use those as trigger points in your head to say, Hey, husband, I need a break or Hey friend, I need a break or Hey mom, I know that you don't really do this, but this is a do or die moment. I really need this. And you know, there, there are people that, that don't find balance, but you just being in this conversation and these fears that you're having, I can tell you already that you're going to be, you're going to find that balance because you are asking to find that balance. I hope so. You uh, you will find it. You will and find
1: it. I'm going to do everything possible to do it just because I have seen that doesn't work in the other way it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work for no one it doesn't work for the mom it doesn't work for the dad it doesn't work for the child uh and I don't want that to happen to my family um yes and I just want to hope that the people around me um Tell me if I need a break, and I don't see it. Uh, I am not a person get to get offended if you tell me, "Hey, you are crazy right now. go to bed." Um, how would it
0: How would it feel to tell the people around you to tell you the people that are closest to you up front before you even have the baby and say, I "Hey, do. I really need you to tell me this?
1: I do. I already did with my closest friend. Um, for other things, like, I go uh, to, um, to the pool, um, that's what I like to do for sport. and I've seen mom, like, showering 10 years old kids, and just one mom was, like, holding the baby and taking the baby, no, it was 10, the kid, and... (laughs) dressing him up and it was like in the girl locker room so there was this naked boy that was as tall as me in front of all these women it was super embarrassing for him and I told my friend like hey if I'm ever that mother please tell me if that happened okay like if if I am being too much, tell me. I always I always said that even before I was
0: pregnant. I okay, always... so but for the for the anxiety and for the the keeping yourself in a healthy mind state, have you told the people around you, especially as it's coming soon, that way it could just be maybe like a recheck-in. Because the other Um, ones are kind of, of very, very hypothetical, right? Whereas this one, like if someone needs to see you and take care of you, maybe that could give them permission to be like, Hey, can I help you? No, I haven't.
1: I haven't told them. I haven't, uh, uh, no, I, I haven't mostly because, um, Again, I feel like it is asking something, and I don't want to bother people and feel like they are I need to put that weight on them and be responsible for me again, like um, my best friend is far away, my sister is far away, my other best friend is having a baby uh I don't want That they have to think about my me too and worry about what
0: would what would you tell your friend if she was saying this exact same thing
1: dad that's stupid
0: (laughs) and I would help her okay and uh, so what would be the difference of you
1: I don't know (laughs) I don't know
0: it's it's so common because people don't want to be burdens on other people. I get it. But if you know that that's what you need to keep you sane, to be the best mom that you could be, which is the whole point of this, right? You want to be the best mom, but also the best version of you. If you know that that's something that you need, what is stopping you from telling these people just a simple thing. You're not asking them to keep the baby for the weekend.
1: Yeah. Just just tell
0: me, just tell Mm -hmm. you, Hey, you need to take a break. And that's not even saying that, that you're asking them for them to give you a break. You're just saying, letting, you know, when you need to break in case you don't see it yourself that's not putting any pressure on them. That's just them loving you, which they already do.
1: Yes, you're right. I just need to understand how and when I can do that. Uh, Especially, you know, with my other friend being pregnant, I don't want to take also like, invalidate her emotions and mm-hmm. be like overwhelming with mine or to put
0: mm-hmm.
1: like anxiety or uh, things that, that don't bother her I don't want to create anything any bad feelings in her mm-hmm. uh, so
0: what if there was a would, way that you could talk to her and just say like Maybe we could both look out for each other when we talk to each other. So that way it's like a balance and it's not like she's the only looking out for you.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, And I think she will appreciate that to know that I'm there, even if Mm -hmm. I'm sure that on some level she feels the same thing that I do. Mm -hmm. uh we were just talking how like it's still hard to believe that all of this is going on and it seems like yeah I am pregnant you're pregnant but it doesn't seem real on some level uh yeah this morning um so I'm sure she will appreciate me telling her hey I'm gonna look up for you can you look up for me please Uh, perfect I don't want to go crazy. So, yeah, yes. that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Thank you for showing that to me.
0: You're welcome. That is a good All point. right. Well, we are getting close to the end, okay. but um, okay. So we're going to keep track of when you're feeling any type of feelings. It doesn't have to be the resentment, but it can be, and you can use this at any point in your life. Like whatever is bothering you, kind of keep track of what triggers that feeling and then take note of the action that happens and then start to flip it. Like it's maybe like you have a code word that you say in your head. And so you say it like for a long time, I had, I still have an anger problem, but I tried to do this. Um, and it worked for a little bit on a certain issue where I would get angry about this one thing and I would have to start to say rainbow in my head when I would feel this and switch how I reacted to it. So that's what I mean by coming up with a cone, a code word so that your mind automatically is like. You're cutting you're cutting off this action. You're making the conscious de- decision to do something else. So you have that. And then you're going to ask all the people that love you to look out for you when you need a break. Yes, does all uh, of that sound doable?
1: Yes. and that uh, again, as I said previously, when I trust someone, I trust them. So, Putting my mental health in their end on some sort, um, mm-hmm. it makes me feel less anxious uh, about the future. So That's to good. know that I have other people uh that can uh look after me mm-hmm. it's, it's important, okay. yeah, yeah,
0: Constant. well, thank you so much. Yeah for doing this I hope thank you for having me you I hope that you this helped you a little bit absolutely and if you want to talk more and we can talk on the side too but if you want to continue coaching and and touch on more things then we definitely can one thing that I didn't do because we were talking before we started recording mm-hmm. is that I usually start every coaching session with a breath work practice. Um, okay. So if you want, we can do it now.
1: It's okay for again. the baby. It's it's, oh, it's okay. not the
0: meditative breath work. So okay. if you're listening... I don't recommend meditative breath work, which is when you are breathing for longer than 15 minutes and you're laying down. I don't recommend that for after 20 weeks of pregnancy because it brings on a lot of emotion and you don't want to put that on the baby. But the breath work that I do for coaching is just integrative breath. It calms the body. It kind of calms your nervous system. And it's great for just like relaxing your body and focusing on like what you need to do. Um, it's box breathing. If you've ever done box breathing, I do a couple Uh, different ones, but we'll do this one right now. Um, so you're going to breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds. I will guide you through all of it. So, so you don't, (laughs) yeah, you don't have to count or anything. So you're going to breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, Breathe out for five seconds, hold for five seconds. Okay. And we're going to do that three times. Okay. And if five seconds is too long, let's start with four. We'll start with four seconds. Okay. Because okay. Okay. I don't know. So
1: breathe in,
0: breathe out. Breathe, breathe in, in, hold. Hold, breathe out. Breathe out, hold. And I'll count you in and everything. Okay. If you are driving and listening to this, do not do this. Okay. Go ahead and relax your shoulders. And close your eyes. And go ahead and inhale for two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Four. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Just allow your body to breathe how it normally wants to breathe. Now I want you to take a really, really deep breath in through the nose. Hold it at the top for as long as you can. When you feel like you can't take any longer, I want you to take a deep sip of air like you're sipping through a straw. Hold for a little bit longer and deep sigh exhale when you need to. How do you feel
1: good good very relaxed yeah good. Good.
0: um if you want to you can do that anytime you want um and okay. you can go like how you did it for four you could do it six seven eight um i i've gotten up to eight um but it takes me a while to get up there because you have to hold for a long time. Um, But it's really good to, especially the holding is really good for your nervous system. Um, So I like to do some breath work practice of some sort before we start coaching. And I'm sorry that we did not do that, but.
1: um, okay. It was great uh, to do it now because it helped me with like dealing with what we talked about too.
0: Okay, good. Uh, Nice. Well, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you. I hope you feel a little bit better.
1: Yes. Thank you. It was nice to be able to say all the things out loud and to be heard
0: mostly. You are definitely heard and you are definitely supported. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want any more information from my opinions or just what I've been through, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at sleep and spiritual. Just a reminder, I am not a doctor. This is all from my point of view. Please consult your doctors, your loved ones, people you can trust before making any rash decisions. I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to have you around again. Bye.